Welcome to the Healing the City podcast. My name is Eric Siepen. The following podcast is a replaying of the Village Community Ministries sermon series on relationships. This series is based on Dr. Larry Crabb's book, The Marriage Builder. We hope that you will enjoy these small excerpts. But the invitation from God is always to take our eyes off ourselves and put our eyes on him. And this is really what the message of the church should be. This is the message of Jesus. Listen to what Paul has to say in Galatians 3, starting in verse 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. What Paul is saying is not that a man and woman are obliviated or, or, or neither is you know, Jew or Gentile. What he's saying is that your form, the identity that you need to have is not man or woman. The identity that you need to have is in Christ. That the thing that the community of God has to keep saying to each other is, it's not about being a man, it's not about being a woman. Yes, those are important, but they are secondary because being in Christ, reflecting the God of the universe, understanding what the God of the universe has called you to, changes everything. See, we've been talking in this relationship series about a couple things. One, we've been saying that inside of all of us, we need love and we need to know we have impact. These are the two things that we need. And most of the time, we spend our time manipulating each other to get those in our marriage relationships, in our friendships, at our church, right? We've talked about that. But to be in Christ, we've said, is to say, no, I believe that, my, that I'm loved in Christ and that I have meaning and impact in Christ. So therefore, I can love other people out of that. Yes, sometimes it feels uncomfortable, but I can love people out of that. So to be in Christ is to say, I am loved and I have important things to do in this world because they've been given to me by God. So the message to this brokenness in Eric and his wrestling is, Eric, you're in Christ and your understanding of who you are as a man is in Christ, not before in Christ. Understanding what God's called you to is in Christ. Not as, here's the role as man and woman. Now those are important, but they're not primary. Now the second thing is, is this distracting sin. And here's how we often deal with it. We deal with it this way internally, and we deal with it this way in our community. And that is to say bad. Bad, bad, bad. You looked at the girl who's walking by, and you looked way too long, bad. No, you shouldn't be doing that right? You look at pornography, bad, you shouldn't do that. You like People Magazine because it just gets you all excited to hang out with all of those movie stars that you don't know for just a few moments, bad. Stop going to those la-la lands. They won't save you. Bad, bad, bad. Like we, we do, we like want to join Nancy Reagan and say, you know, just say no to all of this, right? That's for all of you older people, like four of you in this, <laughs> right, in this building. Man, all right, awesome. But, but here's, here's the thing. The, the ancient apostle Peter says this about you and I, and this is important 
Because this is what God actually says to us as we wrestle with these distracting sins. 1 Peter 2, 4 says this, As you come to him, the living stone, this is Jesus, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be holy, a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What Peter says is, if you're going to be able to deal with this smorgasbord of sin and identity speakers, is you're going to have to know what your identity is. And your identity is a priest. And you are a priest of a living organism. Now here's what's fascinating about this. Is that Jesus never indicates this. The New Testament never indicates this. He never says, if you're in Christ, you're a prophet. Now he says, yes, there are priestly prophets, but he never says you're a prophet. You know what prophets do? They yell at people. They tell them bad, bad, bad. Stop doing bad. Do you know what priests do? They bind up wounds. Now prophetic priests sometimes say, now you shouldn't be doing that anymore or it's going to get worse as they bind up wounds, right? But when you and I face the different things that are put in front of us, if we understand that our identity is a priest, and not only a priest, but in a living organism, we begin to be people who say, okay, when it comes to pornography, I'm a priest. You begin to think about the people in a priestly perspective. When you think of yourself as a priest, you understand that the people around you are wounded and need a priest. Right? Your identity shifts, and when your identity shifts, how you involve yourself, when somebody says, well, this is what beauty is, you say, no, beauty is defined by Christ. Right? There's this, this moment where you're able to speak against things and for people, and you're able to offer love and grace and kindness because your identity is a priest, and a priest binds up wounds. And a priest understands how to deal with the forces and the ideas because there's a discipline to a priest and a practice and, and a liturgy right? that they, they walk through that we're called to. Now all of us, and this third sin is, is that sin that kind of we have devoured, the thing that we nurture and grow and we're like, no, we're not giving this one up. And the way that we deal with this in communities, particularly in church, but we do this in marriages, we do it in our friendships, is that we make deals. We're like, okay, if you don't ask me about this, I won't ask you about that. If you don't push me on this thing, I won't push you on that thing. Like, I will let you have your little secrets to nurture, and I'll nurture my little secrets. See, I can only survive. I can do all these good things out here, but I, I need this. I need this little thing. So let me have it, right? And so we make a lot of deals. We make a lot of deals. In our marriages, there are a lot of deals. In our friendships, there are a lot of deals because we just don't want to be exposed. We don't want to be vulnerable. It's terrifying. We don't want to give up this thing because you know what? That little sin that you've nurtured, whatever it is, and we're talking about sexuality right now, but that little one, it gives you some power for a moment, a sense of control, right? Just for a moment. Well, Peter, in Second Peter, goes on to explain how priests are supposed to operate. He, in verse 9 of First Peter 2, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, 
which in itself is powerful, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you were, you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The call of the community of God, the community of priests on us, in our, on our sins that are devouring us and we're devouring, is that we have to begin to declare what is dark and how God has moved us into the glorious light. We have to repent. We have to put words to the places where we're nurturing things that we shouldn't be nurturing. Now, now what happens is, yes, in the places where we're broken, we're more prone to do certain things. Right? We're more, more prone to different secrets. The places where we're just easily distracted, we're prone to different secrets. Right? There are different things like that. But the call of the church is to be a community that repents. The thing that you're afraid to speak out, you need to speak out. Because if you can speak out to an organic, organ, you know, a priest, the place that's alive, full of priests, you'll get bound up. Yeah. Most priests are all thumbs and have little medical training. So it could be uncomfortable for you to tell your secrets and to repent and to confess because they don't know what they're doing because they've never heard anybody say anything like that, right? At some level, everything is new and everything is scary. But here's what you and I are to do as priests is to be people who declare what God has done. So if you sit out and confess your sin, guess what hopefully the people of the community of God will do? They'll say, well, guess what? Here's my darkness, and this is what God did. That's part of the binding. So here, here's my invitation tonight. I'm going to have Corey and Colleen come up, and they're going to talk to you. One, they're going to tell you how they met. Two, they're going to talk to you a little bit about their own kind of sexual identity formation before they got married. And then the impact that that has had on their marriage and the ways that God is using that to heal them and to offer them hope. So as you listen, I just want you to think about your own life. Now, we're all in different places. Some of us are married. Some of us are single. But all of us find ourselves in those three places. So 